Welcome back to the Main Street Dish, where we're dishing on all things Disney food and drinks from pavilions to Pandora, Hollywood Boulevard to Main Street USA. On this episode, we are dishing on a Disney World's foodie guide to Disneyland. We're going to talk about can't miss Disneyland exclusive food items, our favorite Disneyland snacks that we would want to bring to Disney World, and some things that we think Disney World does better. I'm Colin. And I'm Bella. And together, we are Millennials on Main Street. And I am Bethany Vinton. And this is the Main Street Dish. Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi Strawberry slid right into my taste buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. Another week, another episode, but Uh, this time, Disneyland. We're headed to Disneyland in this episode. We're already home, but you know. (laughs) Don't make us fly across the country again. Gosh. Uh. (laughs) I say that because it was funny that I think Bethany was reveling in the fact that the shoe was on the other foot this time. And we were like, oh my gosh, we're flying. We have to connect. We're doing a red eye. And she's like, my flight is two hours. <laughs> you, guys, you guys are like, we had a mechanical issue. We haven't taken off yet. And I was like, I am on final descent. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. I won't rub that in, but oh, well. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, it's well, a nice but... short flight, but it was so nice to change up the pace and go to Disneyland. I forgot how much I genuinely love Disneyland. Yes, I, I, I know, too. That was my second time going in a very short amount of time. So I feel very lucky to have done that because I went on my first work trip that took me to Anaheim. And then this was actually a second work trip that kind of got extended and I was able to head over to Anaheim. And that's why that trip came about. But I absolutely love it. I just love the history. I love feeling the history. I love feeling the nostalgia. It really it really all settles in there where everything just started. So it's it's a cool, cool vibe, a cool experience to be there and to feel that. Yeah, definitely a different vibe. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit more laid back. I don't think there's just like much hustle and bustle. I Correct. mean, really, there's, there's just so much less to do. Yeah. And I don't need to, to diminish it, but there's just no. simply when you're in world, you're like, I have four days and I will get nothing done in here. Right. It's like we had three, two, two and a half, you know, almost. And we did everything, almost everything we wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we did. And some things many, many, many times. Yeah. yeah. Looking at you web slingers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I also think there was just, you know, a little bit less stress with Genie Plus and, yeah. and the crowds were really in our favor. Um, I think the busiest day was Tuesday when we left, which was very odd. It was so odd. I fully agree with you. It was just a random Tuesday and it was by far the busiest day even compared to the weekend. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So I, I loved it. I love Disneyland. I think like I said, the vibe is just different. It's a nice kind of slower paced mm-hmm. almost. I felt like I wasn't doing a workout <laughs> as much. We still walked a lot. Don't get me wrong. But it was a little bit less, I thought. So I think there's definitely a time and a place to go to Disneyland. And I was actually surprised by a lot of the food that we had. So I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah, for sure. I think the fact that the parks are so close to each other, you can just essentially throw a rock from one to the other. That cuts down transportation time which is the biggest sucker of time in disney world it sucks up so much time if you want to get somewhere for dinner all those things add to how long your day is which i feel like you can do so much more in disneyland just because the travel time is cut down by so much definitely absolutely and the only way you remedy that in disney world is by paying 
a yeah. whole arm and a whole leg and a whole firstborn child by <laughs> paying for that convenience. But I mean, in Disneyland, of course, you can also pay for convenience, but you're paying for the convenience of, I mean, aside from the Grand Californian, when you can literally just walk, you have a separate park entrance. That's not even available at Disney World. We can't even do that. But all the area resort hotels, you're looking at a similar walk, mm-hmm. a reasonable walk, you know, when especially when we're comparing it to Disney World. We were trying to compare the walk to our hotel to the park. And we were like, it's like you're walking from the Polynesian to Magic Kingdom. You know what I mean? It's a little bit of a walk, but it's really not bad. No, not bad at all. No, and I agree with Bella. The vibe is just so different. I hate when people want a like an actual comparison of Disneyland to Disney World because I just feel like oh. you're comparing apples to oranges. Both parks have their benefits. Both parks food-wise have their benefits. I just think it is not, you know, black and white. One is significantly better than the other. They ha- both have their bonuses and that is 100% why we wanted to do this because we want to break down those things to show that they're not comparable, but at the same time, you know, you can have so much fun at either one of those parks. Absolutely. It's a heavily nuanced answer. I think there's so much that goes into love for each park. And they are, like you said, it's apples and oranges. It's not it's, it's not even comparable no. in my mind, aside from the fact that they're both <laughs> Disney parks. That's really that's yeah. how they're comparable to me. But we'll probably do a, a bonus episode over on Patreon where we really dive into, you know, the whole Disney World versus Disneyland if we want to try to put them head to head but here today we're just talking food so we're really going to get into the nuances of the food discussion but let's kind of start off with the things that Disneyland has that are just exclusive and wonderful and you can only find in Disneyland so let's start there let's start on Main Street since this is the Main Street (laughs) dish because this is a place that I know all three of us are going to fully agree that Disney World does not have anything that is comparable to it and it is I think, in my opinion, the best quick service location in all of Disneyland. And I am talking about Jolly Holiday. 100%. Say it again so that people can hear it, you know? (laughs) Tomorrow, I would like Crystal Palace to be switched over to Jolly Holiday. Because Jolly Holiday is essentially if Amaretz had a baby with Woody's Lunchbox and... I don't know, some other really good quick service. If they all had a baby together, that would be Jolly Holiday. And it was just the best of the best. It got the good qualities of each place. Absolutely. And I think that there are so many things on that menu that are commendable. And I just want to never go away. I think something about that <laughs> Jolly Holiday menu, things do rotate a lot on that menu. And a lot of things are seasonal, which is such a shame because some of those things are just so delicious and they should never leave that menu ever. But it's just such a wonderful, wonderful place. The quality there is incredible. I have to congratulate the pastry team there because mm. their desserts were all so phenomenal. So good. Like Amaret's quality, like you said, they were so delicious. Man, they figured out a macaron. Ugh. Man, they figured that out. Yes, they did. <laughs> and it is, they have a seasonal flavor and they sometimes will have seasonal flavors. But one that stays around is the raspberry rose. Ugh. And let me tell you, it is like eating a pillow. (laughs) In the best way possible. In the best way possible. No, it has a little bit of bite and a chew, of course. But then the raspberries on the inside add this. Yeah, they're so fresh. It is probably one of the best bites I think I had in Disneyland. And I hope that never goes away. Same. There's just something about that taste. It has a raspberry rose almond filling. Something about that, it is unlike I feel anything I've tried before, that combination together. 
But the second I put it in my mouth, it is an out-of-body experience. It is Mm -hmm. so good. I don't have a single fault of that entire dish except for the fact that it sells out really quickly. So our advice is to put in a mobile order first thing in the morning. Because if you mobile order it, even for a later time, you can select later out in the day. They'll save, you know, how many they have reserved. But once they sell out, they sell out. I I have never loved a sweet treat more in my entire life. It's not overly sweet and overly anything. That freshness really stays there with the raspberries. I just genuinely don't know where there's a better sweet treat in any Disney park besides that. There isn't. There isn't. And it does sell out because I placed a mobile order for the day we were leaving to pick up a few things to bring home. And I placed it at maybe 1030 in the morning. And about maybe an hour later, I wanted to add some things or get another another mobile order. And they were out, yeah. completely out. And that was an hour later. So it is great to mobile order in the morning. And I picked up, my pickup time was at 3.05 yeah. to 3.35 or something like that. So mm. it, it's real, it was really convenient. The other macaroon that they have right now, the seasonal one, is a s'mores one. Mm which I loved. I didn't like it as much. It was it was a little too sweet, very, very sweet, but it was so good. It, it had everything you love about s'mores, and it was big. Huge. Right? Like, big. these aren't small. These aren't like the little tiny macarons you get from a French bakery. These are big. <laughs> yeah. These are hefty. They're about, they're about the size of the palm of my hand, yeah. I mm-hmm. would say, maybe even a little bit bigger. The raspberry rose one is bigger than that. Yeah. But. I look at my hand. I was like, my palm is small. Your hand is significantly yeah. bigger I than mine. My, my, like, my man hand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That <laughs> Samoa one was definitely bigger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it was delicious. And the, the best thing about it, too, is that it's not just the, the pillowy pillowy cloud macaron that's in there that one had an amazing marshmallow cream but it also had a chocolate mousse Uh inside of that as well which i think only added to the sweetness and the decadence and you had no complaints from me she's like too sweet i'm like sure i'll have five more i was thrilled with it it was so delicious in that bit of graham cracker kind of coated on the outside was chef's kiss i would agree with bella that it did fall a little too sweet for me but Since we shared it, I wasn't mad about that. I could not have finished one by myself, but the outside of it was dipped in chocolate as well. It had kind of a little hardened chocolate shell with these little teeny mini marshmallows on top, which one just made it adorable, but two added to the whole thing. Again, that's another one that I, I just felt like they can't do anything wrong. It is such an easy thing to screw up, but they consistently do it so well there and it's so impressive from them. So hats off to the bakery team there. Yeah. Hats off to them. Yeah. And the one that you guys didn't get to have that I had literally two weeks before we were there was the chocolate the chocolate dip strawberry macaron. Mm. It was the same chocolate one, but it was fresh strawberry compote inside instead of the chocolate mousse. Holy moly, was that amazing too. Yeah. I was blown away. And I actually think you would have liked that one a little better. Yeah. Because of course the berry, of course, we know we love a chocolate and berry situation, but that one was phenomenal as well. So really you just cannot go wrong with any of the selections there. I don't think I'll ever meet a macaron from Jolly Holiday that I will not enjoy. Same. No. I have a question. How did yours hold up in travel? So I actually didn't see it. I I brought the bag into my mom's and she took it and I never saw it. So <laughs> she I, don't, I was like, know. did you get any feedback on it? <laughs> she said that it was really sweet. And this is coming from my mom. Yeah, who your is mom like is the queen. The queen of sweetness. So she said it's really sweet. She couldn't finish it Yeah, in one sitting, which I totally understand. Now, I do want to ask her how she liked the cherry yes. pie. The, the cherries and cream pie. Yes. That was like a toaster strudel with cherry and almost like a cream cheese kind of mm-hmm. like a, like what they put in like a sh- cheese strudel 
with frosting on top. I loved that thing. I thought it was so good. It's what I wish the Woody's, you know, Pop-Tarts can be. But this was a flaky pastry, yeah, like a toaster strudel. And it had that tart cherry and then the cream inside. I loved it. I thought it was so good. I think my only issue was the frosting. I could have gone without it. But it didn't necessarily ruin it for me. But I have to ask her how she liked that one. So I'm sure she loved it. Yeah, that was also delicious, and I agree with you. It is what I wish the Woody's Lunchbox Tarts would be. But it is, like you said, the difference between a Pop-Tart and a Toaster Strudel. That is the difference between those two things. And I think that the team at Woody should switch it over to a more strudel-y thing. It's just Mm -hmm. so much less dry. It adds so much flavor to it. But I love that one as well. I thought that was absolutely delicious, too. I just feel pastry-wise, they cannot do much wrong here. But one of the things that makes Jolly Holiday so incredible is not the fact that they also do some amazing sweets, but their savory mm. is also great. Can we just dive in? Yes. And talk about the beef beer toasted cheese. Yeah. Well, you know, we got to talk about the regular grilled cheese first because that is really oh, hyped I don't up. Want to. No, I know. And we got that, <laughs> but we can't start on this high and then be like, I, I guess you could order the regular grilled cheese. <laughs> You're so right. You're so right. I see your vision here. I understand. <laughs> I'm just so excited to talk about it. Okay, let's talk about the regular, the regular grilled cheese. Yeah, so going into this, this is the one thing that I really want to try because I feel like I see it everywhere. Yeah. Everyone gets it. It's incredibly hyped up. And while the grilled cheese was fine, the tomato soup, in my opinion, I did not enjoy. I did not think it was the best tomato soup I've ever had. It wasn't even close. And I did not think the grilled cheese added to it. The grilled cheese on its own was, again, fine. It's a hefty portion. Mm -hmm. It was a big sandwich. The cheese was nice and melty. It was a satisfying um, pull. Yeah, sure. satisfying pull for sure. It was the toast was nice and buttered. There was really no issues with the grilled cheese. It was a grilled cheese. Yeah. If we had gotten it on its own, I think we'd have been like, oh, this is fine. And the weather was nice enough that I wasn't mad. I do prefer the one at Woody's a little bit better. Like, yes. I yes. just think the soup is overall better. But it was a decent grilled cheese. But when you yes. compare it to the birria, which is $1 more... There's not a comparison. It is no. two completely different things. So this is how we always say, like, you can't compare these things. You can't. They're literally uncomparable because one was just a home run and one was, like, batting in the minor leagues. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, exactly. You're it was so totally right. fine. We ate it, but yeah, it was nowhere close to. Like, once I had a taste of the other one, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. This grilled cheese can be pushed aside. Yeah. Like, I don't need it. I that. wouldn't be mad if the bird ate it right now. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> just feed it to the Disneyland ducks. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah. we're talking about the beef birria toasted cheese, which comes with pepper jack, onion, cilantro, and salsa verde on a sourdough served with consomme. But it has that lovely shredded beef in there. And it is so much shredded beef. Loaded. It is the most tender beef just stacked in that sandwich. And I have never loved a sandwich more in my entire life. I honestly think this is one of the best sandwiches I've ever had in general. And you, we didn't mention the best part is that it comes with a bowl yeah, huge. of consomme dip. Yeah. A literal bowl. It's not just a little dip situation. It is a bowl of consomme to dip this loaded beef birria sandwich into. It is so good. It is a really great amount of spice to it, too. There's mm-hmm. It packs a little bit of a punch mm-hmm. in the best way possible. But it's the combination of that beautifully toasted cheese beautifully grilled bread it's buttery it's spicy that salsa verde adds a punch of freshness to it and then dipping it in that consomme that broth was so delicious i can't even wrap my mind around how much i loved it 
Yeah, and I think that is technically seasonal. It's listed on their sandwiches, but I know it has come and gone from the menu, but I think it's so popular that it just might be sticking around for good. But again, not only is it delicious, it's a great deal. You easily could split that for lunch and get Mm. a sweet treat there, and it would be... I mean, I would personally like a whole one just because it was that good. It's one of those things (laughs) that you don't want to sacrifice it to someone else, but you could. Yes, absolutely. But it's it, I, this is one that I will be dreaming about for a long time. Yeah. Hello, Disney World. Wake up, okay? <laughs> it would actually go really well at Woody's Lunchbox. I'm not even lying. Yeah. It would fit that menu perfectly. I'm going to need the 86, the brisket sandwich, okay? Yeah. Because that, again, apples to oranges, even though they're very similar. They're both beef and should fall in the same category. Not even close to being comparable. No. Not even close. Yeah. No. Let's continue on. Let's talk about some plant-based option because I think that Disneyland has some really incredible plant-based options, especially when we're talking quick service options. But let's talk about a direct Disney World to Disneyland comparison. And let's go to Ronto Roasters. And I don't think that we have anything negative to say about Ronto Roasters in Disney World, except for <laughs> the Ronto list, <laughs> except That's for zucchini situation. Yeah, the zucchini situation, especially now. That, and, and it's it's all right. It's fine. But now that I've had this Rontolis wrap in Disneyland, literally not even comparable again. I, I can't even say how much I love this one more than the zucchini situation at Disney World right now. I will say I have never seen Bella so excited over something. And that is the slaw that comes on this, like the cucumber situation. So So the Rontalist garden wrap is completely different from anything in Disney World because this is actually a plant-based impossible sausage. So it's plant-based sausage, spicy kimchi slaw, sweet pickled cucumbers, plant-based gochujang spread, and wrapped in a pita. So such a different flavor profile than any Ronto wrap in Disney World. But when I looked over, Bella was just sitting there picking up the cucumbers. She's like, I could just eat a whole bowl of these. They were so good. And they were just pickled wonderfully. They were just that whatever was on that was just phenomenal. And what I loved, too, was I'm not like I don't absolutely love the impossible meat. It's fine. And and when it's integrated into a dish like this, I do actually love it. Like mm-hmm. I thought it was so good. And I thought the slaw perfectly paired with it. It was nice and crunchy. It just had that freshness that it needed. And then it had the soft pita. I just thought it was like a 10 out of 10. I took that bite and I was like, holy moly, this yeah. is good. I would almost, I would get that over a regular Ronto wrap any day. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. I, it, I think you hit the nail on the head by saying fresh. Because the general Ronto wrap, which they do have in Disneyland, same as Disney World, is heavy. It's got, you know, the peppercorn sauce on it. It's got pork. It's got a pork sausage. There's just so many elements that make it so heavy. This is the most light in that pita bread situation that I cannot comprehend why this has not made its way to the East Coast. I mean, you see different flavor profiles in Disneyland because I think being in Southern California, there's a lot of different palettes than what's compared to Florida. But Disney, if you're listening... I swear to you, this Ronto wrap needs to make an appearance in Disney World ASAP. I was really hopeful about that zucchini one, and I was let down when you compared it. When you compare it to this one, huge letdown. And it's just it, it's everything. It's that total flavor. It has com- completely combined because the impossible meat is so delicious in this, and also there's a little bit of spice from that kimchi slaw. But then you have that sweet bit of vinegar from the pickle in that soft pita. It's just a 
perfect combination. And it's one of those park foods that's not going to weigh you down and make you feel gross. It was so light and so refreshing. I was like, oh my God, I'm so healthy. Look <laughs> at me. I feel so amazing. But no, it's that, it was that fresh. It was that crisp. It was that amazing. So it needs to, it needs to make its way over. Yeah. on a flight direct you're, flight you're like there was a fresh cucumber on there i am eating my vegetables <laughs> good for me absolutely no probably it, the only vegetables we had yeah. today. Uh, you're, not, you're not wrong <laughs> not nope. wrong not at all but it, it was that good it yes needs, it needs to come over come yeah. on over and the other item Stay we're going to talk about while it has no place in disney world should come to disney world just so i can have it for breakfast <laughs> so just to be real and this is the breakfast shawarma in Avengers Campus. It is phenomenal. It is the Impossible Breakfast Shawarma. It is plant-based breakfast sausage with an egg omelet. I'm going to put egg into quotations. Served with spiced maple syrup. I, like, this is just so good. I hate eggs. I hate breakfast. I don't even care. I get this every single time. It is delicious. It is. And I was so surprised that it yeah. was delicious. I knew we were getting it. I didn't know it was all plant-based. Mm -hmm. And then I had a bite and I said, holy moly, this is good. Mm -hmm. And then I put the maple syrup, the spicy maple syrup, and then I said, okay, this is better. <laughs> this is very good. It's better than good. Yeah, this is amazing. And my go-to breakfast in Disney World, if we're in Hollywood Studios, of course, is the breakfast Ronto wrap. Mm -hmm. If this was there, I would almost get this like more often. I think it just... I don't know what it was about it, but it was a little bit lighter. And I thought it so was light. that that syrup was just so amazing. It was phenomenal. I, again, did not think I was going to like it, but I loved it. You know, and you know what I appreciate about Disneyland is they do not skimp with sauces either because no. that spiced maple syrup came in like a tub. It was the same size as a consomme from Holly <laughs> Jolly Holiday. It was huge. And I huge. appreciate that because half the time they'll just give you this like little teeny tiny thing, which I mean, there is a few places in Disneyland that were guilty of that. But to me, this is just such a good breakfast and I hate eggs and I don't know what it is about those fake eggs on there, but I absolutely adore them. It was so light. And that's mm -hmm. the thing that I loved about it. And again, it was every flavor. It had the sweet, it had the spicy, it had the savory. It was everything wrapped into one little beautiful breakfast package. It was incredible. And a pro tip, if you also get, let's say, bacon or something, because we got Pim's Test Kitchen as well, and you got the French toast, and it came with bacon, right? I did come with bacon. Yes, and we dipped the bacon into the maple syrup, so <laughs> that's a maple. little pro tip, just oh, saying. Yeah. Like, if you end up getting, you know, two breakfasts to share, dip the bacon in that sauce, because it is, that, that maple syrup, because it is good. So good. <laughs> totally agree. And I feel Adventures Campus at that time in the morning is such a vibe. That music is phenomenal. There is just something that makes you feel powerful about eating that Pumped breakfast up. I don't even know what it is. I just am excited for my day after it. But that is that is so good. And there is just nothing comparable in Disney World right now. And they need no. to get it together. Look, I feel like you could do it and it not be considered like a shawarma somewhere in Animal Kingdom. Yeah. 86 oh. one of the biscuits at one of the stops. There's biscuits everywhere. Put that in on, at Pongu Pongu. That would yeah. fit at Pongu Pongu. Oh, absolutely. 100%. Thank you, Disney, if you're listening. <laughs> Which they are. <laughs> they are. They are. Mm -hmm. Not wrong. Let's talk about this next thing, because it's going gonna, it's gonna to come as no surprise to anybody that <laughs> we're talking about this. But it's hot dogs, guys. Let's talk about hot dogs, <laughs> shall we? You know we love it. We, we love to talk about hot dogs. But it's hot dogs that 
Disneyland has some really good hot dogs. They do. And you know what? They do their bread right over there. Yeah. They, uh, it's fi- finally. Looking at you, Disneyland. Yeah. Great buns. Yeah, finally. <laughs> finally. I think we went to Award Wieners, and which one, great name. Love that. <laughs> Award Wieners. <laughs> In like the Hollywood section. No it makes, it makes me chuckle every time. But, and I noticed this consistently. So we ordered our, our sausage. It wasn't technically a hot dog. But their buns, one, are sturdier. But two, they grill cheese onto the inside of the bun that creates this like protective barrier that Mm -hmm. keeps everything in there your sauces from getting soggy into the bread i don't know who is in charge of that at disneyland but sir ma'am they them i i love you and you deserve a raise bravo (laughs) bravo because let's talk about that that treat in particular shall we absolutely unbelievable it was so delicious it was so good it was essentially a take on sausage peppers and onions and when you're putting that in front of two people from jersey it's a bold choice and it is you two ladies were impressed um more than impressed i would have eaten that whole sandwich if we weren't sharing it it was good (laughs) Uh i was so sad that we were, were sharing the sandwich everything about it was just absolutely phenomenal there was just so many layers to it that I feel like Disney World could never. They no, could never. it had pieces of pepperoni on there mm-hmm. as well. And it was filled. When I like this sandwich was overflowing with the sausage, peppers, onions, pepperoni. It had the like red pepper uh, sauce. red pepper aioli on yeah. it. Yes. Phenomenal. And, and then also the addition of the peppercini pepper. Oh, yes, yes, I forgot. How could I forget about those? that? That vinegary bite mm-hmm. was so incredible with the mozzarella that was grilled onto the inside of the bun Mm -hmm. it was a perfect bite every time it was literally a flavor explosion we went to flavor town guy fieri was there (laughs) and he waved at us and he was like welcome yeah and i was like oh sir i will stay here forever and (laughs) don't even get me started on the fries like okay come on guys yes we call them sidewinder fries out here where they're like kind of spirally just a little bit but they're thick cut they're like wedges if wedges were spirals that's what they yeah Yeah, that's exactly. And they had the taste of a steak fry because they had that potatoiness. It wasn't as thick, but close to it. And you know me and steak fries. So, like, I love a potato fry. These were phenomenal. Yeah. And I finally had your infamous on the podcast mustard ketchup dip. And I'm sorry I ever doubted you. Thank you. I'm sorry I ever made fun of you. I apologize. This is my formal (laughs) apology. The combination of that ketchup with the little bit of tang of the vinegar from the mustard is just literal perfection. Yep. 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 You know what we're doing over here? No in notes. In this household. No yep. notes for you guys. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> no notes on this hot dog either. No. <laughs> it was just so good. And there's there was so much on that hot dog. And the bun held up the entire time. There was not mm-hmm. one issue with the bun. Nope. So and we it know it's loaded, possible. Loaded. Yeah. Loaded. So whoever's ordering the buns for Disneyland, you need to make a call to your Disney World opposite here. Yeah. And you guys need to have a conversation. Yeah, yeah. Let them in on that. And then the other hot dog we had, we had a corn dog at Corn Dog Castle. And it was the breakfast corn dog, which I don't know. We did talk about this. You did. You mentioned a few episodes back. You manifested this right into your life in Disneyland. I did. I did manifest this. So it was a breakfast sausage with egg coated in like a pancake batter and then drizzled with a 
raspberry smuckers. <laughs> it literally was. Compote. <laughs> yeah. It literally Jarred was. Jarred compote from smuckers. Yep. yep. Smuck hairs. Compote. <laughs> yep. Um, but it was, I actually really loved it. Now, I will say the sausage is at the top, the egg is at the bottom. So if you're sharing this, you're probably not going to have a bite of everything. Sorry, Colin. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm glad to hear the sausage was great because I'd have no idea. <laughs> it was delicious, though. That breakfast sausage with the berry and the pancake batter. I just thought it was like the perfect little. And it wasn't too big. Mm-mm. You know, like I thought it was like no, a decent really size. But I was surprised that no one else was getting it. People were eating regular corn dogs up at that 8.39 a.m., oh whatever God. the heck time it was smothered in mustard i was like good, good for you sir everybody was eating a normal corn dog i was so yeah. confused i know but yeah. i will say this was like you were saying small but girthy yeah it's not a big average size looking corn dog it's no. tiny looking but it's got a lot of girth to it there's a lot that they fit in that little teeny tiny breakfast sausage and egg corn dog yeah and i i liked it i thought it was different you know, you don't see that at Disney World. It's something that I wish they did bring to Disney World. Sleepy the, Hollow the, if you're listening. Yeah, exactly. The berry was what made it, to be honest. I thought that that added that, like, sweetness and tang that it needed because otherwise it would have been incredibly rich. Yeah. Um, but I, I would have it again. Yeah. Easily. So good. Okay. So now let's talk about <laughs> some, some glows and grows, as they say. <laughs> we talked about some things that we love, but now let's talk about some things that we found to be completely skippable. Mm-hmm. And let's start with the big, massive one. And this one's probably going to upset a lot of people, oh, no. but <laughs> let's just let's just dive right in. And rip it, off the band-aid. Let's just rip off the band-aid and let's just say table service dining. Yeah. it uh, For us, it was signature table service dining because that's really what yes. we did. And it was fine. Exactly. Fine, fine is the word. It wasn't bad. The food was prepared well, but the menus were, in my opinion, just rough compared to anything you get at Disney World and just unoriginal or didn't fit the vibe. And I just don't know what we're doing over there. I don't either. I don't either. I was actually very disappointed because the quality of quick service is, is pretty good, mm-hmm. like overall. I expected more from these restaurants and I did think that there were some great dishes of course and nothing was bad no dish was bad but the issue is when we go to restaurants most restaurants that we like to go to in Disney World everything is really really amazing it's well-rounded overall I thought that here there was a couple of misses not that they were bad but it just didn't feel like the meal was elevated where it should have been yeah for the price we were paying Correct. There were definitely a lot of things that I said I would never order this again. Yeah. It just, there's nothing about it that stood out to me that made it memorable and made me want to come back for it again. And, but I will say there was one dish that I think we all thought was bad, and that was the dessert at Carthay Circle. That Japanese Ugh. cheesecake was absolutely awful. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that was bad. That's, I mean, in the we top ate it. Five but worst you know. things. It was in the top five worst things that we had for sure. Yeah. Definitely. And especially sure. when that level of dessert, even just walking up to a quick service, is so high. I don't know how they failed. And I, I would say both of our desserts that we had there and at Napa Rose were not great. They were I fine. Agree. Yep. One was bad. One was fine. But overall, I just table service there just for me, signature dining is just 
it falls so flat. I couldn't even put either one of those places in the top five if you transported them to Disney. And it's the food. It's the atmosphere. The atmosphere for me, it, it's so outdated. I feel both restaurants, Carthay Circle and Napa Rose, are in dire need of a refresh. And I don't know if it's the room we sat at at Carthay Circle, but like we looked and like, there's a bunch of wicker chairs. I was like, that's not giving me the early 1900s vibes in old Hollywood. It's just, yeah. it's not there for me. And, but I will say the service was incredible. We had great service at both restaurants. Yes. Our servers were absolutely phenomenal. Napa Rose, we had a server and an assistant server. They were both on top of it. They were both lovely. They were both so helpful. And we had a great time at Carthay Circle too. But everything else besides the service, fine. Fine. Yep. Fine. And I think you, you, you hit the nail on the head when you said it, Bethany. Just in our mind, we, compared to signature dining in Disney World. And it's so true that they, that they would not crack the top five. That one, like you said, wouldn't even crack the top 10. Yeah. <laughs> like it just, it just is not even on the same level for us as far as signature dining is concerned. I will shout out to the one incredible dish that we had. And that was the beef schnitzel over at Carthay Circle. Mm -hmm. That was a delicious dish. I have to give credit where credit's due. It was delicious it was an amazing thinly sliced beef schnitzel beautifully breaded with a warm potato salad which was super vinegary and delicious it was a great bite and it's one that we finished the entire plate yeah it was phenomenal you honestly went to the bathroom in the middle of dinner while that was on the table and bella and i were like do we just eat the whole thing when he's gone yeah. <laughs> i would have cried i would have openly well, yeah, because cried because it was the superior entree no, it, we it was delicious but even a few it, different things. We yeah. did. And in my mind, that was one that I, if I was in, I had to say, if I was in World and I was at a restaurant, I would look and order this for sure on some of the menus that we're talking about comparing restaurants to. That's a dish that stood out to me for sure. But it was a high hit above a lot of one note yes. dishes. And that was my big complaint is everything, especially even at Napa Rose, unfortunately, everything was just kind of one note for me. Mm -hmm. Aside from the mushroom cappuccino. <laughs> which was really delicious, which we almost didn't order. No, we almost didn't. We didn't, almost didn't order the best thing on the menu there. My yeah. only complaint with that schnitzel is to be at a signature dining elevated service, I don't understand why schnitzel is on the menu. Correct. It to me is like the German, everybody's wearing their lederhosen, everybody's having a giant beer, having a good time. To me, that is a dish that is far more casual and laid back than what that restaurant wants to give and the vibes that it like it gives the pretentiousness that it gives when you walk in there and that dish was absolutely phenomenal and i would 100 percent order it if i went back to carthay circle but i am very much confused there were dishes on that menu that made sense the pork chop to me while i think it lacked a lot the pork chop sauce. <laughs> literally everything the pork chop itself makes sense on that menu to me like a, a pork oh, chop sure. that's completely tender <clears throat> makes sense i loved the schnitzel but i'm just like how is this on the menu? My opinion at Carthay Circle, it should be filet mignon. It should be some really Correct. premium cut of beef that's on the menu because that's a $50 thing of schnitzel. Like, I just don't comprehend these menus. I don't. And also how it was presented on the plate, how everything was presented on the plate. Yeah. It had nothing. There was no pizzazz. It was just the food was there. Yeah. You know, like the pork chop was a huge pork chop. With just some peas. bacon and and, and, peas. and peas on the bottom, <laughs> like it. There was no, there was no sauce. There was nothing. It just, it was presented. And the fish, 
Yeah. While delicious, the fish was presented like whatever. There was nothing special about it, especially for the prices you're paying. And what they, I think, want Carthay Circle to be. Correct. Because in my opinion, I think, and they're very similar in comparison, Hollywood Brown Derby is so much more classier than Carthay Circle. Like... The menu is more elevated. The The vibe of the restaurant's a little more in the park standard. Like I think Carthay Circle, how you go upstairs and you are, it's not as, I don't know, cafeteria-like feeling because, you know, that's a huge room that you walk into Hollywood Brown Derby to. But yep. I would prefer to go to Hollywood Brown Derby. I would too. Just because you know I just don't think the menu matches what they want it to be. No, and I, I can make a direct in-park comparison. The old monsieur paul mm. not the, not the monsieur paul we know today we don't know him but the <laughs> old monsieur paul yeah that was an elevated in park dining experience where you did you go you walk upstairs and you have a nice classy experience the menu was elevated french food and it had bone marrow and it had wonderful things on there that you're not going to sit down in the park in chefs de france and eat downstairs carthay circle wants to be that and it can it's be not that it can be but it's not that the menu's not that yet i do have to give credit where credit's due i think the cocktail list and the cocktails are phenomenal Mm -hmm. they are wonderful they're giving resort vibe for sure in the park and i do have to give credit where credit's due sitting in the lounge having those drinks was great it's just definitely like you said it's the menu the menu is a little confused the menu is not quite where i would think signature dining is for that price but i'm giving it to disney world signature dining Oh, same. And I will say my only complaint, and, you know, I don't know if that's the difference between going to resorts, and I'm not hating on anyone that brings their kid to these meals, but when we walked into the room, it was like a zoo upstairs. Kids were up out of their chair. They were running yeah, around. running around. And I'm like, Absolutely. when our bill comes and it's significantly over $100 a person, I just kind of expect that attitude to be carried on to everything. And I understand kids are crazy, and I will have a lot of flexibility and leeway, but it was a madhouse when we walked upstairs i felt like we were in the kids section yeah you're so right so but yeah just it's hard when you pay a lot of money and it did calm down as the night went on and but we didn't dine early our reservation was at 6 40 it's not like we had the super early dining reservation where you'd expect family to really be there which is why we typically tend to get later reservations but yeah overall i'm just like what happened and everybody loves carthay circle everybody goes on about napa rose and i went to napa rose in december as well and i just was lackluster i think drinks are the strong suit of those two places and the food is like cool yep yep there are there are some things that were delicious there are and we'll talk Um, about them and when we dive into our table service restaurant episode (laughs) coming soon that one's gonna be brutal i'm not gonna lie but you know (laughs) no we will we'll go there no for sure but now let's talk about another. another We're getting canceled by Disneyland people at this point. That's this is right. about to really get our cancellation in. Yeah, that's right. Seriously. The churros. We're just talking about churros. Yeah. I somehow, when we got there, was on a mission to try as many as we could. And I was, and, and as we passed every churro cart, I would look to see which seasonal churro was there. And I'd be like, oh, we should get that. We need to go get that. And we got five. I believe we got a decent amount of them. We did. And when I see, so as someone who's never been there and never had these specialty churros before, I thought I expected them to be phenomenal, right? Yeah, I expected people hype them up. I know they do. I expected them to be the best thing ever, the best dessert you're going to have, the best park treat. 
And um, there was one that I liked, kind of. Like, I liked it. It was fine. And that was it. And that was the fruity cereal one. That was the one that kind of stood out mm-hmm. a little bit to me. But every other one, I'm sorry, they were not good. No. I mean, one was horrendous. <laughs> one was horrendous. We'll have to talk. We'll have to do on our snacks episode, do a churro ranking. But yeah. I agree mm. with you. They're just your stand. They are standard frozen churros. They're from Tio yep. Pepe's. And they heat them up in the oven. They're not fried in front of you. So would you have a standard like the churros at Nomad Lounge? Because, again, I'm not eating the regular churros in Magic Kingdom or anywhere else. And if you right. want something with a weird topping, it does exist around Disney World. It's the same thing as Disneyland. But they're just so flipping overhyped in Disneyland for no reason. Because you can get a specialty churro with some topping at any point in Disney World. Like, it's not something that doesn't exist. It's just not good. And people in Disney World would tell you it's not good. Disneyland people, for some reason, are so convinced these are good. The one that I really did like was the pineapple one we got pineapple. over by the castle. Yep. But... It was one churro, and Bella went up and got it, and you had to pay a dollar fifty for the dip to dip it in. So it put you. And that was, that was the that was the churro though. Yeah, like like the churro itself was. They say pineapple. There was no hint of pineapple on that. The dipping sauce was the actual star of this. That, Mm -hmm. and you had to pay extra for it. But then you go somewhere else, and the coffee sauce for the chai one was included. Yeah, it's just confusing. And it's, but that's weird because that put your churro to like eight bucks, somewhere in that range. You can get five churros with two dipping sauces for $9 at Nomad Lounge. For the sake of all things churros, Disneyland people, stop convincing yourself these are good. They're not. They're not. I'm sorry. I I genuinely think Disneyland people are delusional on their churro kick. I swear we're getting canceled. I'm really sorry, but (laughs) I don't comprehend this. And they try to do the dumbest churros. I don't know if it's like make it sound cool. These are the worst churros I've ever had. I would zero out of 10 never buy a churro in Disneyland again. No. Towards the end of the trip, I'm like, I'm not even. I wanted to try to get them all. I think there was seven or eight specialty ones that they have right now. And towards the end, I was like, you know, these aren't even worth it. I expected a bad one here or there, but none of them were great. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like none of them were like what I wanted to go get again. Yeah. Looking at you. So, yeah. Our chili cheese churro. Yep, exactly. Whew, that was rough. So yeah, it's definitely the churro quality at Nomad Lounge is not even comparable to the churro quality in Disneyland or the churro quality in Disney World and like the parks. Like yeah, like when we talk about churros, clearly no one has had these Nomad Lounge Correct. churros because they think that these other churros are phenomenal, but uh, they're not. In my opinion, the standard churro in a Disney World park is probably Tio Pepe's. I don't have confirmation of that, but it is the same damn churro. I don't understand why people think Disneyland ones are superior. Just because you throw a bunch of stuff on the top of it, my opinion is if you have to throw a bunch of stuff on top of something to make it edible, it's not good to begin with. Yep. So definitely a churro disappointment weekend. It was disappointing. Yeah, lots of money spent. Yeah. Don't waste your money on churros at all. No, no. Don't be fools like we were. (laughs) I just, I don't understand it. I don't understand the churro hype. Someone explain it to me because we tried a bunch of them and I don't know what y'all are hyping up. I will even go so far as saying churros in Disneyland are the equivalent of dome cakes in Disney World. They are, though. They are Disneyland's equivalent of a dome cake. You're welcome. Oh, my gosh. They are, though. Because people overhype them. 
yeah, look pretty. Yeah. They're pretty. Yeah, they, sure. they got the decoration. They look pretty. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, I don't want to, you know, give points to the dome cakes, but Disney World's pastry team does do a little bit more with the dome cakes than I believe the Disneyland pastry team does for the churros. Sure. You know, they put some more effort into it. Yeah. Love the cart team over uh, at every churro stand because they are holding up the churros for everyone. Yep. But yeah, I agree. Mm. That's Mm. the tea. So let's go back to the positive, shall we? (laughs) Like a compliment sandwich, you know, like good. And then you put the negative in the middle. Then you end with something good. Exactly. But guys, we had a really good time and we had really good food too. We did. But on that note, we had really good food. Let's talk about the things that we would bring to Disney World without even a, a second question. What are the three things that you're going to bring to Disney World or you would bring there immediately? I'll kick us off by saying Jolly Holiday. <laughs> the uh, whole Jolly Holiday. I yep. literally said, why don't we just tear down Crystal Palace tomorrow and <laughs> replace it with Jolly Holiday? You can bring the churro waffles there for breakfast. I'm absolutely fine with that. The quality of food is just so unparalleled to so many things. Between the desserts and the grilled cheese, I that needs to come to Magic Kingdom tomorrow. That would completely change the quick service game in Magic Kingdom. Oh, my gosh. It would make it so much better. Yep. So One, much better. You know what? It could replace Casey's Corner for all I care. I mean, it is in the a place of Crystal Palace because there is the refreshment port in Disney land. Yes. But all of Jolly Holiday is on my list. I agree. Mm-hmm. That's not even a question. I would open that now. Mm-hmm. Beginning construction immediately. Um, Bethany's coming in with a bulldozer and a hard hat. <laughs> correct. <laughs> Correct. It's like, I have plans. I have plans. You can't stop me. I'll go through all three of mine. My next thing is Oga's Cantina. I would like specialty cocktails to rotate through the menu at Disney World. They don't in Disney World. They do in Disneyland. We had a really good soju cocktail there, Mm. but I wish we rotated specialty cocktails. There were two specialty cocktails on the list that rotated through. Even from the last time you were there two weeks ago, Colin, there was a different cocktail on the menu. Yes. Oga's to me in Disney World becomes so stale at a point because they haven't added anything new to the menu. It's so boring. They even rotate food. They have food in Disneyland, which might be harder at the kitchen i don't know but overall ogas and then my next i'm staying in galaxy's edge and taking the plant-based ronto wrap mm-hmm. of course immediately <laughs> immediately yeah so those are my three all of jolly holiday rotating beverages at ogas and the plant-based ronto wrap disney Easy. if you're listening love it i know what mine are let's hear go it ahead. do you want to go next okay so I would actually, one would be pretty much all of Avengers Campus. I would like, it, I, I needed to come to Disney World because that would be the reason I would go to Disneyland sooner rather than later is Avengers Campus. The rides are phenomenal. I mean, the Guardians ride is probably my favorite ride in all of Disney, both mm-hmm. Disney World and Disneyland. Like it's phenomenal. The food, while Pim's Test Kitchen wasn't like the best, I thought that the cocktails there were great. Uh. So... <laughs> We haven't even gotten into that cocktail. Yeah. We have it. How did we get through this whole episode and oh, mention it till this? That point? is actually that is that should be it. That's that, what I'm bringing to Disney World. Yeah. Is that tiramisu? I'm R- sorry, I keep saying no. That. It is a tiramisu. tiramisu. It's the R and D and espresso martini. Oh, so they yeah. rotate through cocktails too. Their research and development cocktails, right. and it is called the espresso martini. It doesn't tell you what liquor is in it either. And I don't no. think we inquired because we took one sip and we're like, don't care what's in this. I'll drink it every time. Oh my gosh. 
so good. It had like cereal milk foam on yeah. top. Like I just, it was, I took a sip and I was like, holy mother, this is delicious. I could have it every single, like that is totally something I would bring to Disney World and happily have it every single day. It was like the perfect breakfast cocktail or after dinner treat, however mm-hmm. you want to do it. It's just phenomenal. And that was at Pimm's Tasting Lab. So again, in Adventures Campus. So really everything in Adventures Campus, I would totally move to Disney World. The other thing is that lounge area. The Hollywood Lounge. Yes, yeah, that was the mine. Hollywood Lounge wasn't yours. Yeah, I just loved it. It was this lounge area where they had um, a quick service place that had, I think they had some food and then we got drinks. The drink I had was phenomenal and I believe it's seasonal, but just the vibe over there was great. We were just sitting outside having a drink. It was exactly what that area needed, mm-hmm. I think. And it was great. And I think it's that would do so well in Hollywood Studios. Yeah, that was right next to Hollywood Lounge. It's in that back corner and there were just a bunch of tables, but also couches, like outdoor couches to sit on. And it was yep. great. I believe that back in the day, Captain Marvel actually used to meet down there. I think that like the hangar was open and Captain Marvel used to meet back there, I believe. And since obviously Avengers Camp is opened, that has just like a dead area, but that is phenomenal to hang out in oh we walked yeah. back to pick colin and i picked up the drinks and we walked back bella was sprawled out on the couch she was like i'm not leaving anytime soon we could stay here for hours yep and that drink i had i could literally have multiples of that drink it was it was a soju cocktail yeah dragon so- fruit soju mule yeah. yeah it was amazing soju really coming through big time for us cocktail wise in disneyland honestly yeah yeah, yeah. totally i've never everyone had soju was- until this trip and i loved it <laughs> yeah everyone was great yeah and what's, and then- what's your third one Okay, so my third one is actually probably going to surprise you guys. It's that bread pudding we had. The seasonal bread pudding. Yep. Yeah. Because Disney World is such good bread pudding, I don't see why this can't happen, Yeah, <laughs> to be honest. It was their seasonal bread pudding over at Pacific Wharf. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it had a strawberry topping with some whipped cream. And I just thought the bread pudding one was phenomenal. It was a, such a good moist bread pudding. And then that strawberry added a nice bit of brightness to the dish mm-hmm. i absolutely loved it and again because disney world does such good bread puddings you know they have they have a few mm-hmm. this should totally come over there and they should have a place that does seasonal bread pudding like why not right exactly um this actually made my list today i posted a tiktok of my top five things and this was on it and it's a cream cheese cheesecake bread pudding that is yes. like the base and it is and it comes with a ridiculous amount of sauce on it too it that does. like you're not lacking any of that. I, ju- I I agree with you. It was so good. And there's no quick service really bread pudding in Disney World either. No. You know, you can get it at Ohana or Sebastian's. We love the one at Sebastian's. But I agree with you. That one was delicious. Yeah. yeah. They can actually, if when they build Jolly Holiday, <laughs> that's where it will go. <laughs> <laughs> Look at how much they could do with Magic Kingdom if they added literally one place. They would. It would be phenomenal. They uh-huh. would do wonders. I feel like you could even take out just half of Crystal Palace. I think you could totally just, we should get rid of Casey's Corner. Let's be real. (laughs) I'm not opposed to that. Yeah, if we had to vote, yeah. (laughs) I'm not opposed to that. I mean, it's hard. You literally, you've said all the things. I mean, I think we all agreed on some of the most amazing things that we ate. I mean, specifically the shawarma cart for me. It, not just the breakfast shawarma but or all of Adventures Campus, but I think the shawarma cart, there's no place for it. But I just think I that that's why they need to they need to make a place. They do for it, absolutely do. I think saying. the shawarma cart was phenomenal. I know you guys didn't really enjoy the chicken shawarma 
as much as you did the breakfast shawarma, but I actually really enjoyed the chicken shawarma with the with the coconut tahini yogurt dip. I thought it was really delicious. And I just really enjoyed that flavor profile. And I just think it's such a niche, awesome nod to such a small little thing that happened at the end of Avengers. You know what I mean? Like it just yeah. like for the Marvel nerd in me, it makes me so happy to have like, oh my God, like you guys want some shawarma? Yeah. And they actually have a shawarma cart and it has like the Avengers A on it. I love those touches. And I feel like there may be a little bit more of that in Disneyland than there are in Disney World. Um, kind of those like B-list kind of kind of nods to all of these wonderful things in film. Yeah. The land was made by Marvel fans. The fact that that's in there, they were like, we need a shawarma cart. Yeah. I thought the shawarma was good. I think the our downfall was we immediately ate that Italian sausage sandwich immediately after that. Yeah. And when you put them back to back, it's like, well, one does taste significantly better than the other. There was so much more totally. complexity in the other one that that probably ruined my opinion of it. Yeah. If I ate that alone, I would have probably really loved it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. The other the two things I'll say, I guess, that weren't said, I think that Disney World needs to get on the specialty pretzel game. Mm -hmm. um, I think that we are also disappointed in the Mickey pretzel. We have the cream cheese pretzel. We have the good pretzel, if you know where to find it, which we've talked about many times. And we have the jalapeno cheese pretzel, but I don't think that they lean into specialty pretzels. Disneyland, we'll get into this a little more when we talk about Disneyland snacks, but when we do that episode, but I thought their specialty pretzels were really good. That one we had in Tomorrowland might it be the best pretzel I've ever had in Disney. Yep. phenomenal and we'll we'll talk about it later again yeah. but and i also i also had another one on my other trip that i thought was wonderful as well but i wish we did a little bit more specialty specialty snacks because i do think that even though we talked about the churros they have so many options we don't have that in disney world we don't have a thing that has a lot of different not made in many different ways so i wish that they had that the other thing i'll say is i actually really did enjoy sitting in carthay circle lounge i don't think we have it gave me resort vibes Mm -hmm. And I don't think outside of Nomad Lounge, we have a lounge in a park that gives that same vibe that Carthay Circle Lounge gives. Agreed. And I did j just for me as like, I really like lounge atmosphere in parks. I wish that we had kind of a little bit more of an upscale lounge located in a park. And that's something that I would bring to the parks immediately. Hollywood Brown Derby Lounge is not Carthay Circle Lounge. No. no it, as far it, as atmosphere and, yeah. and furniture and furnishings, I just wish that we had an upscale lounge. I'm not looking at you, Hollywood Tower of Terror. I'm not looking at you making a tip-top club, and I'm not making <laughs> want that to be real immediately because that totally could be that. Mm -hmm. But I think that we need something like that in the parks for sure. Yeah, it is nice. It is very bougie, and I will say I prefer the lounge to actually Carthay Circle itself. No, because I mean, the main thing there is the cocktails and the menu yeah. was different. We didn't eat the food at the lounge. I but have in the, the past the, the, and the food the is did look great. Good. And it's what I would expect from Carthay Circle. Like I've had the pasta there. The pasta is phenomenal. It's this really different type of pasta that has a really good kick to it. Like it's spicy. It's a tomato based sauce. It's spicy. Love that. That the, I Kirby got scallops, I think, when we were there. To me, that is the menu that I would expect at Carthay Circle. That is the elevated bit, and it's only yep. at the lounge. And you go up the stairs, and you're like, are you trying to please more people? Or, like, what's the deal? Because it's just not hitting where I feel like it should not hit. Not as foodie, absolutely. Yeah. But, yeah, I would, I would like something like that for sure. But that's something I'd bring over for yeah. sure. So that's it for this first Disneyland episode of The Main Street Dish. But don't worry, we'll be alternating in Disney World and Disneyland episodes over the next few weeks. So be sure to stay tuned. You can support our show by subscribing on Instagram and subscribing on Patreon. Take a second to rate our show on iTunes. It really helps us out. And for Bella and Bethany, this is Colin, and we will see you on the next show.